Well, Michelle, I'm certainly excited to connect with you and uh, get to know and understand your story a little bit more. Um, you know, I, as I was explaining earlier, I certainly have an affinity for what you are doing with, with taking care of mom for six years. I certainly understand what it what it means to be a caregiver and to to help others who who truly need it, you know, uh, but aren't necessarily always willing to ask. And so, um, you know, how, you know, really want to know kind of how all of this kind of got started for you and even why it got started for you. I know that in congratulations, I know that UNMD are celebrating two years of, uh, of being in business. Is that correct? Did I, did I see that? Yeah, yes, it's two years this month that we started your community cares. And it was really a passion project from my professional life of being a physical therapist and truly seeing the difficulty in people's lives and, and the help that people need directly in their homes. And also MD um, has a physical disability as a result of a motor vehicle accident. Mm -hmm. And he was the perfect person to pair up with and, and try to put our heads together of how we can help support this demographic of people, of older adults that need help and also people with physical disabilities that are behind the walls of their house. You can't see them, but we know many people need help. And that's where we started Your Community Cares. Which is amazing. And uh, and so hats off to you for doing that. It's certainly, it's an amazing feeling to give back. And I don't think that people truly understand um, you know, some of that, uh, unless you're, you're in the mix doing it, because uh, to give to people without anything in return, you know, even though this is, you know, the job that you're creating for yourself and others, but it, there's still a sense of accomplishment and, and doing just some great work for people, um, you know, that truly need some help. Yeah, as a therapist, I'm limited by you know, the extra stuff I can do for people. So it's really rewarding to be able to go to someone's home and, you know, drop off groceries or go grocery shopping for them and just have, be a companion to them as well. It's, it really does make their day when they have someone to look forward to, to talk with, because unfortunately families have moved away or passed away and they just don't have the same support they used to have. And, um, Mm -hmm. We really look forward to our volunteers giving back um, in their own community and helping them out. Excellent. And so maybe you can just explain a little bit of Matt about what, you know, your community cares is, is all about and what you guys are able to kind of go out and do for folks. Yeah, sure. Our yourcommunitycares.org is the website where participants sign up. So that could be the community member that's over the age of 70 or someone that's physically disabled over the age of 18. That could be someone who fell down and broke their leg, or it could be a woman after childbirth that needs extra help, hmm. a temporary disability. Um, but anyone over 70 also qualifies. So we kind of have two different demographics of people that we serve, and they can sign up on our website to be community members, the people that get helped by volunteers and they will be matched with a volunteer within 15 miles of their house. We try to make these local connections, these community connections to make sure that people feel that they're helping in their own community. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And so I would imagine the need is great for, 
volunteers for people who are, you know, kind of willing and able to spend some time and, um, you know, help somebody in their community? Absolutely. We're looking for um, 169 towns. It's it's a big operation when you're- Oh, covering. wow. That's a lot. That's- Yeah. So we have- um, between all of our participants right now, we're in about a hundred towns, um, mm. but we definitely like to be in all of the towns to help support people across the state. That's fantastic. And so, how do you? How did you go about like um, getting? Now, is this is is there a uh, I guess a, a fee for anybody? It's all volunteer work. How does that 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 all of that work for for people? There is no cost at all for um, any of our participants to, to be part of the platform. We are funded by private donations, grants, um, sponsorships, town, municipality um, being on their budget. So that's why we're looking for more um, funding revenues so that we could one day become staff. But right now we're 100% volunteer and we're a startup nonprofit, a technology uh, startup, if you will, and that's not always in the nonprofit space, so we are a little different, but we understand based on the last year, the importance of people getting connected virtually, because yeah, yeah. that's the way the world is right now, so we are excited to be at the forefront of, of a nonprofit like this. And so that's, so now is this something that you do all of your volunteer work plus your full-time job, or is this something that you do full-time? How does that how does that work? Well, over the last two years, I have cut my hours down from you know 40 hours a week to 30 hours a week at work because um, as we're growing, you can imagine it's a it's a yeah. it's a lot. Um, so but to still maintain almost a full-time job and run all of this for almost the entire state of Connecticut is got to be um, uh, a huge undertaking. Well, it, it definitely is a huge undertaking. I um, am trying to stay as organized as possible. And <laughs> really, it's the passion of the job. It, it's really, yeah. you know, I'm bringing my day job to this nonprofit, the medical background that I have, the ability for me to understand the needs in the community has really allowed us to grow and we have many pro bono professionals that are helping us which has been so amazing people really willing to help us behind the scenes that are creating these connections for us and also yeah. the support system that we need so we are beyond grateful for everyone's support it really is amazing and so now you say you operate in the state of Connecticut. Now, are you looking to expand that outside of the state? Is there any possibilities or does this have to be, you know, kept within um, uh, Connecticut for? Right now, based on our funding, we're only in Connecticut. Our goal okay. is to be a nationwide organization, um, but we have to create that funding structure, whether we became under the arm of um, a partner that would yeah. help with our operational expenses those are things that we're exploring and under trying to understand of the strategy of moving forward but what we think would work best would to get possibly on budgets of municipalities so mm. in any town in Connecticut if they were to give us a thousand dollars a year um, on the smaller towns or five thousand for the bigger towns that 
small amount of money would help us cover our operational expenses. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that comes down to the background checks. That's how we're a little different is that we do background checks on all the participants and that comes at an expense to the organization. Yeah, no, and, and it's an it's an expense to run a background every single time. You don't get a you don't get a break on doing so. <laughs> um, but, but that's an important but that's an important part, right? Because you've got people who you have people coming into your home, and I know when I was taking care of my mother, you know, nobody can take care of her like me. But yet, when I needed to go do something, and my sister you know, um, you know, had something going on and she couldn't, uh, you know, take my mom, you know, you had to rely on, on that at times. And there's an overwhelming feeling of who's coming in and, and, and just that. And, and, and so having that background check is, you know, is a nice piece for folks to, I would imagine, have some, um, some self-assurance that who's ever coming into the house, you know, is a safe individual and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. The safety and security of our participants is at the forefront of our minds, which is why that is that requirement. And some people yeah. um, are like, oh, you know, you don't need to do background checks. But for us, that's the way we run our organization. And we know um, other nonprofits might not do that, but that's how we feel most comfortable. And we also know that many caregiver organizations are suffering as a result of COVID-19 staffing. They're mm -hmm staffing so we are a resource a gap for people that need respite care like you said you might be the primary caregiver but you got to run out and get groceries or whatever it is um our respite care is so in need and it's so uh, there's there's just not a lot of it available um if you don't especially if you don't have the money let's just say you know you need a break and you know you can't afford to have somebody come in and you can't afford to go out to dinner. And so it's it's kind of picking which one that then, you know, you can't, you can't do either because you don't have the money to do both. Um, so respite care is an amazing gift uh, um, that you're able to give people. Yeah, it's a gift. Of That's really what our volunteers are doing is gifting their time to help people that are living to 90 and 100 that never financially plan to live that long. Mm. You know, many of these people that we're serving don't have the long-term care insurance. They don't have the financial means to pay for private caregivers. So we are that gap to help people um, that are in need. Yeah, such an amazing gift. And so now what, what are some of the things that some of the volunteers are able to do for the community members? So they, they range from housework. So those could be laundry, you know, many people coming home from surgery, if they have a knee replacement, they can't go in their basement anymore. So they can't carry the laundry up and down the stairs. So basic things like that, that we think are pretty easy. Um, they do become more difficult as people are, are having difficulties with mobility. I smiled a little bit there only because uh, two years ago I had a full hip replacement. And so I certainly, mm -hmm. certainly understand the needs of not being able to do some different things when you're uh, out of capacity like that. Yeah, you just don't, you know, you don't realize until it happens to you. And that's how you understand your community cares, because personally you went through it with your mom, but people that don't have parents that are at that age don't always get it. Mm -hmm. um, but personally and professionally, I understand the need and that's what drives us to continue and that MD um, is the same way he's driven by him understanding he yeah. had a family around him when he had his um, 
motor vehicle accident and not everybody does. And, yeah. and that's what we want to help provide that family uh, for these people. Yeah, which is which is absolutely fantastic. And you guys have grown quite a bit, right? I mean, in the past two years, I know when we originally first talked, um, you know, you were just talking about getting on some different members or, you know, I don't know how that worked. But I mean, you know, the increased growth, you know, how do you still get out there and, and find volunteers with all of this increased growth and, you know, attract people into the organization to, to go out there and help? Well, what we're focusing right now is on board development, the advisors, the support system, because mm -hmm. we've grown into almost 500 participants into the platform, and we really need to um, be more strategic of funding revenues because we can't continue to cover all of this without strategic funding. So that's really on the organization side. We're MD and I jumped into this because we were so excited to help people and we had a small board and the board is growing and we're really excited to have more people come on board to help us. So if anyone listening is interested in, in becoming a board member and advisor to your community cares, uh, we welcome them to contact us and, and we could discuss that further. Yeah, that's excellent. Excellent. Um, I was just going to mention that our volunteers, so there's four categories. There's housework, yard work, so shoveling, raking, um, transportation, and then companionship. So many people are having trouble with their devices, technology issues, and that's where our, our volunteers um, can also go and help with under that category of companionship are simple things around the house like a new TV that they just don't know how to operate the smart TV, whatever it is. Um, we have some people that, you know, the family member bought them a TV and they just can't operate it. And I will tell you that um, as simple as sometimes it may seem, you know, if you don't have to learn new technology, you know, the older I get at 47, it's like, I hear myself say, why do I need to know that? I'm fine. But then at some point you're going to have to do that and then you're stuck. It's like, I don't know what to do. And yeah. even, even now, as much as we use technology when it doesn't work, how frustrating is that? And yeah. so not understanding what is happening and all of that, just because you don't really understand how it all works is even more frustrating. So I can understand how, you know, some of the older members who don't really want this but have to do it anyway <laughs> and then get frustrated because it doesn't it's not really that reliable all the time and so uh yeah yeah we're hoping to be also our partners for those community members that that haven't asked for help in the past so when our volunteers go in and they see that that person can no longer go down the stairs to get to their car then we're contacting a company to get them a ramp, hmm. connecting them with resources that can help them in the home that, um, you know, the area agencies on aging or the independence unlimited, or, you know, there's so many agencies across Connecticut that we can help provide more education to our community members now that we're getting to know them and really be a resource and an advocate for them. And that's, where we want to grow as we're growing 
the role of your community cares. We really want to make sure that they feel supported in their home. Um, once the volunteer sees the situation, they can help that person because it's very overwhelming to, you know, even call to sign up for the vaccine. Mm. It's 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 a it's been a process. So for two and one to set up a hotline to to help with that and. Um, we are a part of Connecticut VOAD, which is the volunteer after a disaster. Um, so we are working with different support agencies across the state to make sure that we are um, known to be a resource for people in need. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it's such great work. And so um, when you look at what 2021 brings, what are you... Um, what are you excited about uh, with with some of um, you know either the new stuff on the horizon or some of the stuff that you're working on now? Well, we had the amazing opportunity to connect with Infosys. They are a very large website uh, company that is building us a brand new website. Oh, Pro nice. They have donated their employee time to help us make a better user experience and also um, a more robust reporting system because we are growing so much so fast that they have been willing to help us capture what we're doing a little bit better. And we're, we're just so excited for, you know, even companies like that, that really realize the impact we could have as we're growing, we need to have the website, the technology grow with us. And, um, because we are that conduit that just connects communities. So whether it's the social workers from the town that are referring or the discharge planners at a hospital or the, the insurance company that's referring, all of these different um, referral sources, yeah. we wanna make sure everybody has a great experience with the website. And so that's what we are working on for 2021. That's fantastic. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I will certainly, you know, share this with as much, you know, many people in Connecticut as I possibly can so that, you know, we can really get the word out with all of the great stuff that you do. I don't want to take up too, too much of your time because I know how valuable it is, but I really wanted to highlight really the amazing work that you guys are doing and certainly applaud you for doing it because um, you see the need. I understand the need. And you know, the more that we can help people, then the better off everyone is. And so, uh, so thank you for what you do. Thank you for having. Me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, great, and uh, that was fantastic. Thank you so much, Michelle. That that really went that went fantastic. I'm going to just uh, stop the recording, but. Uh, um,